Welcome back, folks, to the 4th and Goal podcast with your hosts, Brandon Moraes and Taylor Thompson. Uh, we got a lot to get to on today's show, so let's hop right into it. Taylor, what's going on? What is going on, y'all? How are all my Georgia people doing today is what I really would love to know. Hometown, my hometown of Georgia. It was a fun night in the stadium, let me just say. A fun little 41-24 win. I'm, I'm feeling pretty great today, Brandon. What about you? Yeah. Yeah, I'm feeling great. Uh, stadium was rocking. Defense showed up. We looked good. Georgia didn't. No. Auburn lost. It was it was a great day yesterday. Today was yesterday was amazing. You know what's funny is I remember last week when we were talking about the Alabama Georgia game, which by the way our prediction were, was right. Alabama beat Georgia as we said they would. Um, and I was like, the biggest thing with this game is going to be the turnovers and mistakes. That's going to you know be the winner. Georgia had three turnovers, Bama had one. Look who the winner was. Welcome to my career. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, uh, listen, Alabama looked amazing yesterday. Uh, And you're absolutely right with that. Uh, Last week you said that, you know, whoever was going to make the most mistakes was going to end up losing the game. And that's exactly what happened. Um, You know, I was kind of saying that staying in the stadium too is just like, in the second half, you just got to make them make a mistake. Sense it, Bennett. He's just not it. He's he, not it for the Dirty Bulldogs. He's not. I mean, how many interceptions? I think he threw, was it two or three he interceptions? Th- he threw three interceptions. Yeah. Uh, th- everybody thinks it's two because it's a quick one right. in the beginning of the game. But, uh, yeah, three interceptions, 18 for 40, 269 yards, two touchdowns. Um, it, it's just crazy because, like, oh, looking on the computer of comparing, you know, Stenson Bennett, Mac Jones. I mean, it's like they're not even on the same level. I almost feel bad. And also, I just want to point out, um, last week you had said that Mac Jones will have uh, three touchdowns. You were going to stick with the three. And I said, I'm going to up it to four. Yep. He got four, ladies and gentlemen, you know, in case anyone was wondering. You know, Taylor, when we get to part two of this podcast, I was going to try to be nice, but now I'm not holding back uh, for sure because you just brought that up. But yes, yes, Mac Jones, four touchdowns, one interception, 417 yards, 24 for 32 with average of 13 yards per play. He is seriously something else. Mac Jones, oh, and um like literally overall when you think about it we had 564 yards on offense right and mac jones accounted for 417 of those i mean he's just yeah um mac jones also joined some elite company with uh two only two when he was here had three 400 yard games i believe mm-hmm. mac jones has now reached that point of three 400 plus yard games in 12 starts yeah he <laughs> He's impressive, you know? Like, he is, a, he is a great player. Yeah. But you know what I really um, also want to get into is Nick Saban. I mean, what if he wouldn't have been at this game? And also, can I just say how funny it is in Corona world these days? I mean, if this would have just been your average everyday Joe and you test positive for Corona, that's just simply it. You quarantine for two weeks, you move on. Nick Saban tests positive. We're like, no, he didn't. No, <laughs> five more tests, false positive. He's out there. He's there. <laughs> no. Yeah, I mean, listen, Tide fans were kind of scrambling at the beginning of the week, and I, honestly, I was nervous, but I also wasn't too scared when mm-hmm. they said that Sarkeesian was going to take over. Um, I think Sark is probably the predecessor eventually. So, but yeah, Nick Saban comes right back, test negative, our yeah. knight in shining armor, he's ready to go. It, 
you couldn't beat it. And it was a huge shot in the arm for the team, I think. I think it was a huge shot in the arm for the community. You know, mm-hmm. there was just that buzz going around Thursday when the f- reports came out that he did actually test negative, and now he's only got two more. And then Friday came around, and everybody was on their phones looking, oh, my God, he tested negative again. Now, now he's got one more, and then Saturday morning we hear Nick Saban ready to go. We see him on college game day, suit ready. He's ready to leave the right. house. Um, it was really miraculous. It, it was incredible. And, I mean, especially now, too, they're, you know, completely considered it a false positive under the SEC protocols. And I'm like, well, this is why, you know, the devil works hard, Nick Saban works harder, you know? Like, we got it. <laughs> <laughs> very, very true, very true. Um, um this also leaves Alabama being the only undefeated team in the SEC now. So, once again, my Georgia people, how are you today? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Listen, I think we all knew that this season, especially for a lot of the SEC teams, uh, no one was really going to get out of this season unscathed. There was really going to be one true person who was going to do that, just the way the schedule lined up with us playing Georgia and some other big players playing each other. So, you know, it, it's not... As much as you want to rub it into your Georgia fans, it's not that much of a discredit to them because Georgia very much still controls their own destiny by winning out and going to the SEC championship. Um, But it's a great win for Alabama. Uh, Georgia's got to do some deep soul searching, kind of figure out um, what they're going to do from here. Uh, I want to get to the rushing game. Uh, kind of a quiet night for Najee Harris, which is kind of funny to say. Yeah. But a quiet night for him is 31 carries for 150 yards right. and one touchdown. Still a touchdown. So, yeah. You know, quiet as it may have been. Quiet was... for Najee is um, normal for your average person. It's, you know, it's kind of like what we were saying last week. We get so spoiled with this football team, you know, that when they have a quiet night, that's not really quiet for most people <laughs> yeah uh brian robinson came in towards the end of the game too he looked strong running the ball um you know didn't get a lot but i think that was just to the credit of Najee, who really and credit goes to our offensive line for really pushing against that front four who is considered to be the best front four in, uh, in college football mm-hmm. so they got the space for him and Najee was able to run all over them and I think that was a real good credit to them. And, you know, that's what I said last week. If we can run the ball against Georgia, you know, we got a real good shot, and that's exactly what happened. Well, what we did, I mean, our offense, we rose to the challenge of Georgia's defense. You know, I mean, like, Georgia has arguably the best defense in the country, and that was going to be a thing is can our offense rise to the challenge, and we absolutely did. Yeah, I mean, speaking of more of the offense, let's look at our receivers, our great receivers. Uh Devontae Smith with 11 receptions for 167 yards and two touchdowns. He is looking... He had a great game. I mean... He's putting the games together now. He's yeah. really he's really looking good. His you know his draft stock for the NFL is just oh, skyrocketing incredible. right now. I know. Um, speaking of another guy whose draft stock is skyrocketing, Jalen Waddle with six receptions, 161 yards oh, my. for one touchdown. Jalen Waddle. I literally... Can we talk about how we began the second half with a 90-yard catch? Yeah, he is He is the next Tyreek Hill. Yeah. He really is. He's so fast. He's a great route runner. I love to watch him out on the field. I mean, just the way he plays, the way he carries the game. I mean, I just love. Like, you know if the ball's in his hands, you're going to be okay. Yeah, and even like even when we're getting a, receiving a kickoff or a punt, you're sitting there and you're like, this has got a chance. Like, we, we could very much yeah. score here. So, Jalen Waddle looking great. Uh, John Mechie. Coming up again, mm-hmm. three receptions, 50 yards, one touchdown, really great catch. Mack with a good throw to him, 
on our first touchdown. Uh, just looked really solid. Miller Forrestall, uh, credit to him. He went down early on the first play of the game, came back in, had three receptions for 29 yards, played a big role, threw a lot of good blocks out there for Najee. He looked real, real good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even Najee getting in on the receiving game with a reception for 10 yards, which is a nice little wheel route and got exactly what it needed to be. And they look good. They're, yeah. They are the best offense in college football. Absolutely. I mean, you cannot mess with our offense. But, you know, I will say how we had talked about, you know, last weekend with our defense, you know, that they needed to work this week and get ready for Georgia. And I think they did. I mean, it was a much better showing than in Oxford the previous weekend. Yeah, and definitely shout out to the coaching staff who had to deal with the Saban uh, mm-hmm. COVID issue. It, it really is a testament to how hard Nick Saban works, especially working from home, and how well his assistants are in tune with how he wants things to be run with the program and how, you know, the standard that we hold ourselves to. So I think, you know, very big credit goes out to the coaching staff for really showing up and kind of just keeping business as normal and as crazy of a time as there was and really coming out with a great product on the field. No, absolutely. I mean, shout out to our coaching staff. Shout out to our defensive players. I mean, the biggest difference this week was our defense forced turnovers and we got the crucial stops to get the ball back to our offense. We did what, I mean, what we should have done before, but it's like they got it together this week and I think we came out and had a lot better showing against Georgia, which is exactly what we needed for the win and here we are. Yeah, listen, everyone played well. First of all, the defensive line, Oh my goodness! I, it seems like every ball trying to be thrown was just batted down every time. Yeah, hey, they were just—they were getting good push, they were getting good pressure, they were affecting the pass, they were tipping passes. It looked really, really good. Um, Dylan Moses out there looked really solid. He had a sack. Uh, Patrick Sertain not really notable on the box score, but. Really locked up their assets on the outside and looked really good. There were a lot of deep shots thrown his way, and to his credit, he really, he really took over and played some really good defense. Uh, Alabama, like you said, Taylor, three interceptions. No, I mean it's what we needed. You know, I mean we three interceptions. That's what we did. That's what we needed to do. And I'm really proud of us, honestly. Like I just. Um, that's the turnovers, and that's what won the game. Yeah, I mean, Malachi Moore, Daniel Wright, two young kids who are playing really well right now. Um, I, I had no complaints yesterday. No. I, it really – I never was in the stadium yesterday really feeling like we were going to lose, honestly. I wasn't either. I don't I don't know if it was just the momentum of being back or, you know, just, like, the excitement. But, I, I like, from the start, there was never, like, a moment of, you know, worry – Kind of like I had prior to the game, you know, just based off Ole Miss's performance that we had. But once I got in that stadium, I was like, this is it. We're, we're going for the win. I'm not worried. Also, how about the kicking? Let me talk about that for a second. Taylor, I mean, we're I'm sitting in the stands and we run our kick up. Well, first of all, we totally pulled an Auburn yesterday. <laughs> we totally pulled an Auburn at the end of the half. Mm, which didn't little... affect the game, so it doesn't matter. Right. <laughs> But we totally did. So, you know well, what? That's up, that's up to the guy upstairs, the higher power. <laughs> Thanks for giving us back. Kind of wish it wasn't in this game, but that's okay. Um, but he, he ran out there one second, a 52-yard field goal. I'm looking at yeah. my roommate Ryan. I'm like, Ryan, are we really going to kick this right now? And he's like, we're going to kick it. And goes up, and I'm like, that's got a chance. Yeah. That's got a real good chance. And it went in. And it went. And y'all know what's so crazy about that is – 
Um, this is the first 50-yard field goal for an Alabama kicker since the 2015 Iron Bowl. Like, this is a big deal for us. I mean, you know, as Bama fans, you love to hate it. Kicking is not just our, our best time. But the 52-yard field goal yesterday, I mean, 2015, and here we are. I mean, that was very impressive. Yeah, it, there were a lot of things. I mean, like, we could we could talk for hours. The kicking was amazing. Mm-hmm. The game was amazing. Yeah, you know, there was so much going into it. I, the COVID, the saving COVID scare really, like, took away some of the big high. Like, this was a top five defense versus mm-hmm. a top five offense. This was Kirby Smart and Scott Cochran coming back to Alabama. Which Saban is now 3-0 against Kirby Smart. Just want to point that out there. <laughs> this is two versus three. It was just, it was a great game. Um, yeah, I, I, and it just never felt like we were out of control. No, you know, and this made, um, now we've won six of our last meetings against Georgia. So, <laughs> once again, yeah. oh, I, it's good to be a Bama fan. I just, honestly, the one thing I did want to highlight was I did not like what Georgia did at the end of the half yesterday. Mm-hmm. He um, did not. I really thought I, I really would have expected better from Kirby Smart. Right. Um I get it. You know, you wanna get you wanna try to sell it that there was no time, but you know, there it was very clear that it was gonna go under review. Like they weren't just gonna walk into the half. Um so I, I didn't like that move, but you know what? Win's a win. Yeah. We beat them. It doesn't matter. We beat them with our play. Um, and, you know, we really beat them, too. Like, most of the time, it's like it's a showdown, you know, between Alabama and Georgia. And I'm happy that we, we just beat them yesterday, you know? I mean, once we started scoring second half, like, they just – we just kind of held them. And it was, a, it was a great showing. I have no complaints. Um, there's never a better day for me than Alabama beating Georgia. And we came through, and I, I'm sure we'll see them again later on. But at least we're starting off with a win. Yeah, and this—I mean, this sets up really well for Alabama. Alabama's got Alabama in their next schedule leading up to whoever they may play in the SEC championship. Really doesn't look like anything's going to happen here. Uh, they're looking good. They're going to roll, keep rolling. Yeah, and you know, I, Georgia was arguably our hardest game of the season. You know, so I yeah. feel like we just got that out of the way, and yeah, and I'm, 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 on paper it was, yeah. yeah. And, you know, there are going to be some tough. T- you know, Auburn's always going to play us tough. Tennessee's always going to play us tough. So we're not out of the woods yet. Mississippi State always plays us tough. So Kentucky always plays us tough. <laughs> Kentucky might, yeah. Okay, um, moving on. Overall, great game for Alabama. Um, no complaints. Saban dancing in the locker room after was the content I needed this morning. That's that's all I needed to see. I mean, I'm sure he had so many emotions pouring out of being able to be back with his team last night. You know, so yeah. I'm happy for him. I'm happy for happy for us. I'm happy for the team. So I think that's it with the recap. We'll be right back, y'all, with some great um, recapping of the rest of the games. So stick with us. Hey, I'm Paul Feinbaum, my favorite station in the world, 90.7, The Capstone. Welcome back to the 4th and Goal podcast to our week four. It's kind of week four. Is it week four? Yeah. It just depends on who you're talking to. (laughs) So, last week, we started making predictions. Uh, We have... We said last week on the podcast we were going to start keeping a record. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, 
as we do our final tallies, I have one, two. He's just trying to brag, you guys, because he did better than me on predictions, okay? It's the only reason he wanted to keep it. I am five and two, and Taylor is four and three. Hmm. Whatever. Taylor, where should we start? Um, let's start with a little Clemson versus Georgia Tech in that 73-7 to 7 <laughs> score. Now, do you guys remember last week when I said that obviously it will be a blowout on mm-hmm. Clemson's end, mm-hmm. but that I was trying to give Tech a little bit of credit? I, I take it back. Okay. I, I'm taking, I'm taking, I said it and now I'm taking it back. You saw <laughs> it, you said it, it wasn't right. Um, but it, y'all, seriously, this was the like largest margin of victory in ACC history. <laughs> so Clemson, Clemson played four quarterbacks yesterday. Mm-hmm. I don't even I didn't even know they carried four yeah. quarterbacks or dressed four quarterbacks. Well, or that, that like teams have the option to just kind of make it like a practice and go in and out. You I'm know, pretty sure like two of them were wide receivers. Yeah, <laughs> this was guys. This was an all-out beatdown. Um, every time I was watching this game, every time a Georgia Tech player touched the ball, it looked like seven Clemson players mm-hmm. were tackling him all at the same time, and it always looked painful. Um, Trevor Lawrence had five touchdowns in the first half. I I know I know I know we're not supposed to say this, but I love Trevor Lawrence. I think he's a great guy. He's from my hometown. I think he's doing great things at Clemson. Okay, not saying I love Clemson. Actually, I I do love Clemson as well. Sorry, my papa played football there. Okay, it's a family okay. thing. Passable, I guess. Yeah, but we still hate Clemson. But they're good. They're really good. But like, play someone. Like, just please play someone. I know you can't because of COVID, but like, they're not. It's not like they're picking this schedule. Okay, they'll fa- they're gonna end up facing us. That's how it's gonna end up. Fine, we'll and then they'll lose. For all I care. I yeah, then well, then they'll lose. <sighs> Being all salty I'm, about it. I'm just frustrated. The ACC is garbage. Clemson is not garbage. You can't I didn't say, say Clemson that. was garbage. I did not say Clemson was garbage. Clemson is the number one team in the nation. I they know. very much are the number one team in the nation, and I will say that. Until someone beats them. However, if we want to add another conference to the list of Brandon Mraz's should never be in the playoffs other than certain occasions list, Mm -hmm. the ACC just got put on the list with the Big 12 and the Pac-12. How do you feel? (laughs) Just just play someone, please. Who's the second best team in the ACC? North Carolina? I don't even know. I I mean, they just lost. They just lost to Florida State. (laughs) Good man, Clemson. See you later. Play someone. God. Next game, please. I, I, All uh, right. Let's let move right along. Get you out of those fields. How about Notre Dame and Louisville? That game, you guys. What, let's talk about our predictions. What did we say the score was going to be? Uh, 28-7 Notre Dame was mine. You didn't get one. So mm-hmm. you, you, we weren't close. 12-7. Right. to seven. Like I guess I was right with the seven part. But... <laughs> I mean, it's not the win, obviously, Notre Dame was hoping for. I mean, they had a really bad offensive performance, but at the end of the day, they did what they needed to do to keep moving up in the polls. I mean, they won. They're still undefeated. They moved up to number four now, and, you know, I mean, they're not losing. Even though it wasn't a pretty win, it was still a win. Ian Book, their quarterback, threw threw 19 times, completed 11, barely had 100 yards, and didn't have a touchdown. They still won the game. Like I said, it was not pretty. It was ugly. <laughs> <laughs> like, who scored for them? 
Oh, he ran it in. Okay, so Ian Book had 47 yards running with one touchdown. Wow. Still. Did. All right, well, I feel like you're very hostile today. I'm just frustrated because I think I think next week's going to be better because as much as I don't like the Big Ten, they're a good conference. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm sick of having these, like, fake, like, North Carolina was ranked fifth yesterday. Well, they're not anymore. Right. But, like, <laughs> when I hear, when I hear, like, number four Notre Dame versus someone, and mm-hmm. it ends up being Louisville, and then it's 12 to seven, it's so underwhelming. Well, but it's like, also, is Notre Dame really a number four team? I mean, it's kind of... The second they play someone worth playing, they will be out of there so fast. Here's the thing, though. I mean, like, in the past when Notre Dame's been good, they've won games like this, no matter how good or bad they are. So, until Notre Dame plays Clemson in, I think, November is when they play. I'm pretty sure they play. And, on and that'll be it for them. <laughs> or Clemson. Yeah. Probably not, but or Clemson. Pro- probably not, but, you know. Uh, again, ACC game, garbage. Next... Next, where are we going? Uh, let's go. Let's just get the ACC out of the way because right. I'm done talking about them. <laughs> uh, North Carolina, Florida State. Taylor and I both picked North Carolina, and we said 45 to 10. Well, wow, Florida State 31 to 28. So here's the thing: is you know going into this like last week talking, I was like, of course I'm picking North Carolina. You know they were number five. They're you know being a great team, and like the Seminoles, I don't usually think about them often. You know, so I'm like, absolutely. Yeah, so, nope, that was an upset, and clearly I need to learn how to pick upsets better. But, I mean, it was like, the, oh, sorry, North Carolina had a horrible first half, and it was just too bad to the point where they just could not pick it back up in the second half. Even when they tried, they just couldn't do it enough to come back in that game. Yeah, they were really just playing from behind most of the game. Yeah. When you look at the box score, uh, you know, Florida State didn't score in the second half. No, because they just <laughs> held them. The whole time. They 31 points in the first half, and they won 31-28, so. <sighs> you know, all right, end uh, of the day, they beat North Carolina, they knocked them out of the polls, or I'm not the polls, top five. Yeah. Anyways, can we move to SEC now? Yeah, let's go <laughs> to a good conference. All right, Texas A&M, Mississippi State. Honestly, pretty good game. We were right. We, we got that right. prediction we right. right. <laughs> that was a pretty good game. Um... Kellen Bond, you know, mm-hmm. 13 for 23, 139 yards, two touchdowns. We both picked Texas A&M. We had 28 to – you had 28 to 7. I had 28-21. Oh, I was close. 28-14 was final score. I had 28-21. I mean, like, I was equally as close as you. But I guess if we're doing prices Right rules, then, yes, you'd be right. <laughs> Thank you. That's what I was going with. Okay. Um, no, but honestly, A&M's defense just completely shut down the Bulldogs from the beginning. And then um, Isaiah Spiller in the second quarter with his two touchdowns, that's all they needed. I mean, they literally stopped them from there. Like, they scored those two touchdowns and just held them the rest of the game. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I like Isaiah Spiller. I think he's a good hard runner. Mm-hmm. Um, and – like I said before, I think Texas A&M is going to come in second in the West, and they continue to prove that they're good enough to do that. So, well, here they go. Um, let's see. Did we have any Big Twelve games yesterday that were notable? No. No, I think they got postponed. Yeah. yeah. Uh, again, uh, COVID affecting um, three different college football games. this this, yeah. this week. Uh, Ole Miss didn't play. LSU didn't play. Florida didn't. Well, Florida's playing LSU, but. Um, 
We didn't get to see LSU lose this weekend. It made yeah. me kind of upset. Actually, I was... actually, I have to correct myself. Ole Miss did play, but they did have an outbreak. Um, yeah. Missouri and Vanderbilt was also postponed. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's get to that. Let's get. Let's actually talk about Ole Miss, Arkansas. Arkansas coming back with another win. Is Arkansas good? I. I don't know. I mean, it's Ole Miss, you know? Like, I Ole, I think they Ole were Miss good at this game. Ole Miss put up 43 game. points on us. Okay, but did they win? No. Um, <laughs> here's the thing. I don't I don't think Arkansas is a bad team, but I think they need to play someone a little bit better than Ole Miss for me to give them the credit that they want. I mean, they yeah, – yeah, I, I guess I agree. Yeah, but they're on their way back. They're on their way back. They're on they're, their way. They're 500. But look at it this way. I mean, just kind of foreshadowing or going into the Tennessee game. I mean, I thought they were on the come up, you know. I thought they were improving, and they're not. <laughs> nope. And let's get right into that. Kentucky with a huge win over Tennessee, 34-7. to All right. I'm just getting out of the way right now. Shout out Daniel Coy. I was wrong. You were right. You're welcome. Anyways. Did you think that Kentucky was going to beat Tennessee prior to this? I mean, honestly. On Sunday? No. Okay. When they recorded? No. On Saturday morning? Absolutely. Yeah, well, obviously. (laughs) But here's the thing. (laughs) This was kind of a historic win. I don't know if y'all know, but this was Kentucky's first win at Tennessee since 1984. So, yeah. I didn't know that. That's... Just coming in with the hard facts today, you guys. Um, Yeah. But, yeah. you know, I mean, the Vols have just kind of taken a turn for the worse in the last two weeks. And I kind of feel like Kentucky is equally um, ter- taking a turn for the better. Uh, yeah, Kentucky's been looking good pretty much every game they play. Mm-hmm. Really have only beat themselves. Uh, you know, they, they lose to Ole Miss. But on that barely. Yeah, I mean, and they, yeah. Miss a, they miss an extra point. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm impressed with Kentucky. I think they're, I think they're putting a little... Good little season together. I think uh, they have a chance. I think I think they're going to keep doing better. I mean, I think they have Missouri next. I think they'll beat them. Then they got Georgia. I hope they beat them. So we shall see. That would be interesting. Uh, but Kentucky's got a nice little run going. Yeah, I uh, would say. Let's see. Let's see. Before we get to the last game, I really want to talk about it. Just he really sure, wants to talk about it. Just make sure nothing else big happened. Oh, good. This is good radio. <laughs> um, a couple other notables. Virginia Tech beating Boston College. Virginia Tech was ranked 23 going into that game. Um, UCF lost to Memphis. My hatred for UCF still stands. They're still bad. They're not good anymore. Um, and yeah, just a lot of games postponed this week. But one game that wasn't postponed, Taylor, one game in particular was a big topic last week when we were going over uh, predictions because I believe you said when I picked this that that was a very, very dumb pick. I don't think I said the word dumb. You did not support the pick. I did not support the pick. But let me ask y'all, okay? You have Auburn and South Carolina playing each other. You're telling me you pick South Carolina. Yeah, because Auburn technically lost to Arkansas. I knew I was never going to hear the end of this. No, and you didn't yesterday. Um, (laughs) Let me just say that this was the Gamecocks' first win over the Tigers since uh, 1933. So, Really? Yes, this is what I'm saying. Like, yeah, okay, a historic win for South Carolina, but no one expected this upset. So wait, you're telling me... (laughs) The last time South Carolina beat Auburn, they couldn't even have a drink to celebrate. That's it was what like I'm telling you. <laughs> That's why. 
way. I was oh, like, no goodness. way, Brandon. You're not right. Oh, the Auburn Tigers. What are you doing? <sighs> I, they are going. That's a whole it's other conversation. Good. Bo Nix is really bad, guys. He's really bad. I mean, let's let's just let's just open up the little Bo Nix stats here. Let's see what he did. Uh, Bo Nix. Good job, buddy. <laughs> 24 for 47. Not a good fraction. No. Not good. 272 yards. Okay, whatever. One touchdown, still bad. And three interceptions. You really want that the oh, other way. Buddy. You know, nice little... When you have less touchdowns than you do interceptions, it's probably not great. No, no, it's really not. Gus Malzahn doesn't have the boys rolling down there. I don't know what's going on with their, that program. Their offense, it, I mean, like, something needs to change within this offense to get better, and it just keeps looking less and less like that's going to happen. <laughs> Yeah, it's not good. I mean, these the interceptions were extremely costly because they turned into Gamecock touchdowns. I mean, they just kind of gave the game away, which great for Muschamp. Love that for him. It was his first signature win since topping Georgia last season. But Auburn, I I don't know what you're going to do or what's going on, but I guess we'll... Who do the Tigers have next? They have... Ole Miss. Ooh. Ooh, Lane Kiffin's got Well, let me tell you. <laughs> I might pick him again. I might pick pick against Auburn again. I think I'm going to do that again, too. Oh, well, then I'm definitely not doing it. Oh, okay. Well, I'm, definitely, <laughs> I'm never picking for Auburn again, okay? Auburn, I learned my lesson. Don't know what I was thinking. Yeah, not good. But the more important headline from this game is... I was right. Okay, so anyways, um, <laughs> I think that's about a wraps up the recaps of everyone, y'all. Are you, are you sure? Do you want to do you want to make any apologies before we before I, we end this part? I don't know if I have a single apology other than you know sometimes people have upsets that you're not expecting and that no one expects because it hasn't happened since 1933. But you know what? Con- congrats! I'll give you this I one, and that. let's just wait until next weekend. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Cool. All right, folks, we'll be right back with our predictions for the following week. Um, So stick around. Hi, this is Eli Gold, the voice of the Crimson Tide, and I love 90.7, the capstone. What's up, y'all? We're back with the fourth and goal podcast, ready to talk with what might be my favorite portion, the predictions. So, Brandon, here we go. Next weekend, top 25. Let's talk about Illinois, Wisconsin. What are your thoughts? Um... I really like Wisconsin in this game. A little weird Friday night, but Big Ten is back this week. Wisconsin's going to be ready. Uh, kind of disappointed with the last last season they had. Uh, kind of thought they were going to be a little bit better than they ended up being. So I think they're going to be looking to really send a statement uh, at the start of this year. It's a home game for them. It's nighttime Friday night. Place going to be um, pretty rowdy. So even if there's no fans, honestly, I just right. think. I think the players are going to be really excited to play. Uh, so I think we're going to get Wisconsin for me. I, I'm going to have to agree with you, I think. Don't worry, Eagle. I'm ready for upsets, okay? I'm ready to disagree with him, but sure? probably not on Wisconsin. Are you sure you're ready for upsets this week? Oh, I am more than ready to prove myself, you guys. All right. Moving right along. Speaking of upsets, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Uh, Clemson, Syracuse. <laughs> Listen, 2017, Syracuse shocked the world and beat Clemson. But do you see that happening this year? Absolutely not. No. <laughs> uh, listen, I'm sorry, and uh, shout out Ryan Gargiulo, best friend from home. Uh, you ain't winning. You sure? <laughs> you sure you don't want to pick Syracuse? No, I'm really sure. Oh, okay. 
So I think um, we both have Clemson on this one. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I honestly would say it'd be almost the same kind of scoring of what the um, Clemson Tech game was. It might be worse. Really? Yeah. Worse than 73-7? Yeah, like Clemson <laughs> Clemson could probably score 100 if they wanted to. Oh my gosh. And I'm from, I'm from like an hour away from Syracuse. I grew up watching Syracuse all the time. Uh, well, you know, sometimes it's hard. We're a basketball, we're a basketball school. We're a basketball we're school. We're a basketball, basketball school. Basketball yeah. school. That's all that matters. That's all it is. Hmm. Nebraska and Ohio State. Again, Big Ten is back. And with one of the favorites that people think are going to win the Big Ten, Ohio State. You know when you complain about teams and you're like, I just really hate this team. That's how I feel about Ohio State. Yeah, me too. I am not an Ohio State person. Mm-hmm. I think it's annoying. I mean, I get they're a good team, okay? Justin Fields, he's a great quarterback. You know he went to my neighboring high school? Really? Yeah, like Nick Saban actually landed on the, my neighboring high school's football field to try to recruit Justin Fields. It's a good thing we didn't take him. Yes, I know. But <laughs> no, seriously, you guys, like Ohio State, I mean, they're number five right now, and they haven't done anything yet, which I get, you know, Corona season, but like, why are they ranked? Why are they in the top five? They haven't even played. Because <laughs> they're good. I know they're good. They're just like <laughs> one of the teams I hate to be good. And as much as I want to say Nebraska, I know it's going to be Ohio State. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I also have Ohio State. Uh, Nebraska, it just, yeah. yeah. They're, they're, the, they're the Arkansas of the Big Ten, and they, yeah. they ain't having an Arkansas season this year. I can it, tell you that. It's kind of like pick your battles on the upsets, and um, picking Nebraska over Ohio State is – Honestly, kind of relative to picking Syracuse over Clemson. You know, just some things aren't going to happen. <laughs> yeah, that. Listen, it's in Ohio. Yeah. Ohio State by a lot. <sighs> well, it's okay. You know what? We'll, um, we'll just see them soon. Yeah. Uh, next game we're going to ACC. Hooray. Our favorites <laughs> for big no. ACC people. <laughs> yeah. Two two ranked teams, honestly, going to be a great game. NC State, North Carolina, the North Carolina, the North Carolina rivalry. Uh, two pretty good quarterbacks, two pretty good teams. It's going to be interesting. It, yeah, it's going to be interesting. I would have to say North Carolina on this one, even though, you know, they just lost last week to FSU. I know they're kind of going down on that one. But, you know, aside from their last game, I mean, they won the last four out of five of their games. Like, I don't think that loss puts them down in that way. I would still I would still go with them. Yeah. Um. You know, I, I do like NC State. I, th- I think they've looked fairly good. Um... But I think it's hard to argue with what Sam Howell is doing mm-hmm. at the quarterback position. Uh, he just looks really good this year. So I'm also going to go UNC with you. I know they just lost, but... Can you stop copying me? Gosh, I mean, I know I'm always right. <laughs> Come on, pick NC State. You said you like them. <laughs> I do, but I just, Sam Howell is playing way too well at quarterback. Uh, you... They, you even saw it in their loss that, you know, they didn't play well in the first half, but they right. stormed back and scored 28 unanswered, just kind of caught the short end of the stick. Uh, I, I think they're going to keep doing what they're doing. I think they're going to win. All right. Well, let's bounce it back to home. SCC. There we go. Auburn versus Ole Miss. What are you doing? <sighs> I need you to pick Auburn. Because I'm definitely picking Ole Miss, and I would love to be able to talk about this next week of me, you know, beating you. <laughs> I'll take Auburn. I'll take Auburn. Yeah, take him. Sure. <laughs> He'll be wrong. They're bad. So is Ole Miss. Okay. Well, here's the thing. 
Also, can you even call it an upset anymore if neither one of these teams are ranked? No. This is, this is There's no upset that's going to happen here. It's just one bad team beating another bad team. All right. Well... <laughs> It's not even like it's not even close. Uh, all I'm saying is that Auburn's offense is not improving, and I think that's going to give Ole Miss the chance to take over the game. Yeah, I, I hope you know I really only picked Auburn because you asked me to. Okay, well, I really like. Now Ole you're Miss. making it fake. Now you're just going to come back next week and be like, I didn't even mean it, you guys. Well, listen, I mean, I think Auburn's got a good chance, but let's put it: Auburn defense is bad. They're just not great. The offense right now. can't really yeah. hang with Ole Miss, um, but I'll take them. I, th- I think they still have a shot. I just, I'm, it's not a confident pick for me. If 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 it makes you feel better, if it's just not confident for me. All right, but I'll take them. I'll take, take them. them. I'll take my chances. All right. Listen, it's a it's a win win situation for me. If I if if Auburn wins, you know I, I picked another great game. If Auburn loses, Auburn loses, and it's still an amazing day. So it's fine. I'm I, I'm totally fine with my decision right now. <laughs> I'm just looking forward to being right. Okay. Anyway, Notre Dame and Pittsburgh. You know, um, I, Notre Dame is pretty much going to dominate Pittsburgh this weekend and keep themselves in the top five, in my opinion. Do you think differently? <sighs> no. Yeah. I haven't seen enough from Pitt to really warrant having that pit upset pit plays them hard every single year um pit's one of those just sneaky trap game 500 teams that you're on a play but a two and three in the sec mm-hmm. you know have a bunch of losses i no i just think the odds are definitely notre in notre dame's favor i mean they notre dame has won all of their last five games pittsburgh's only won two I just, you know, I know when it comes to upsets, you're not supposed to go with the stats because that's kind of what an upset is. But I just, I don't see this happening at all. Yeah, it's it's really hard to pick Pitt. They're just not looking to what they need to be. No, uh, and it's hard to pick against the number three team in the nation. Notre Dame's just rolling right, right now. Uh, so I think that momentum will keep going. Uh, next game, we are going. To Iowa State and Oklahoma State. Now, Taylor, I gotta tell you, my sister is currently looking at colleges. Mm-hmm. I think Oklahoma State's right on the top of the list right now. So you're going Iowa State. You oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, uh, honestly, Iowa State looks great. I think they're one of those gritty teams. And it, honestly, these are my two favorite teams in the Big 12, even though I hate the Big 12. Mm-hmm. These are my two favorite teams because they have the best two defenses in the conference. And some really entertaining players. Um, so, yeah, give me Iowa State in the upset, baby. I think you're wrong. I think Oklahoma State's going to win. And Okay. Okay. I mean... I mean, you know, I know I'm, I've been off with these upsets lately, you guys, but I, you got to pick what I think is right, and I think it's Oklahoma State. Yeah, well, you thought Auburn was right last week. All right, well, you know what? <laughs> Let's just talk about that forever. <laughs> Oh, we will. We will. Don't you worry. No, Iowa State looks really good. They, they, Iowa State's one of those teams where I just think they can walk. Like, they, as a team, walk into every game thinking, we're going to win. No matter what, no matter who they play, they could walk in, come play us next week, and they thought they would think that they could win. And it shows on the field. Now, they might not win, but they're just a gritty team, and I really like the way that they play, and I really like the program. It's like – mantra and just how they present themselves so do you i feel like you're just saying on this because you're trying to be a mean brother right now no i honestly like i would have picked iowa state if she didn't want to go there okay i just iowa state just looks really good right now 
All right, fair enough. I mean, I think you're going to be wrong, but hey. That's okay. Moving right along. Penn State, Indiana. Welcome back, Big Ten again. I'm excited. I just, I, I'm not a big, honestly, I was telling Brandon earlier, once you get past like SEC for me, I, I, I'm just not a huge fan. I'm an SEC girl. I'm born and raised down here. That is my, that's my conference, but I am excited to just get more football back. You know, I'm excited for more teams, more upsets, more plays. Like I'm here for it. Yeah. I mean, listen, a lot, a lot of the stuff I hear from different media outlets is just, Everybody's kind of looking around the college football season. They're like, yeah, it's good. And we've had some good games, but it's, it's missing something. And mm-hmm. I, yeah, I think this just proves even more that there are two pillars that really hold college football up. And it's the SEC and it's Big Ten. So who are you going for? I'm going Penn State. Oh, yeah, Penn State. Uh, Penn State looked really good last year. They mm-hmm. have continued to keep their program going. Um, so Penn State all the way here, I think. They're going to look really good. I think they're a good team, and I think they're going to be someone to look out for later in the season. I agree. So. All right. Where are we moving to? Uh, let's go to the game of the night, Michigan and Minnesota. College game day will be in Minnesota for that game. And what are you thinking? Hmm. I am thinking – I'm thinking Michigan. Taking Michigan? I'm taking Michigan. Listen, Michigan's – the last time Michigan played – they uh, lost Alabama in the Citrus well, Bowl. Well, can you blame them? No. Okay. But, listen, I think this is going to be a big, big year for Harbaugh. Um, I think Michigan fans are getting a little testy. Yeah. I think they're looking for the dominance that they were promised from this hire. Um, and they really need to improve from last year. They didn't look good last year. Opposed to Minnesota, who really looked good last year, really had a coming out party, was kind of in the playoff talks for a while. Right. Um, so, with that being said, I'm taking Minnesota. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Okay. I like it. Let's disagree. I like, their, I like their coach. I like their team. I think home field advantage. I, I like it all. Minnesota with the win. This is our first fight. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Fine, I'm here for it. Let's keep disagreeing. Yeah. I can keep proving you wrong. Moving on to the game we won't disagree on. Oh, Alabama versus Tennessee. That's correct. Well, of course. All right. I mean, you guys, seriously, Alabama is going to win this game. I mean, like I said, if we were talking a week ago, I would have given Tennessee a little bit of credit because I did think that they were really improving this year, but I, I don't think that anymore. <laughs> so granted, it's Tennessee hate week. You know, I mean, this is a big game. If they were going to, you know, put it on, it would be against us. But I, I don't think it's going to be an issue. I think Alabama's got this in the bag. I hate Tennessee. Yeah. Like, ugh, I hate Tennessee. I mean. They get all excited and they're like, we're going to smoke cigars this year. No, you're not. No, you're not. We're gonna smoke cigars. We always smoke cigars. We always do. And you've seen terribleness win. for another sixteen years. Oh god. my god! No, so, I honestly though, uh, my boss over over the summer for my internship went to Tennessee, and uh, he asked me in the interview, and he goes, "So Tennessee gonna break the streak this year?" I go, "No." He goes, "All right, you're not getting the job." I was like, "All right, well, worth it." <laughs> and we had a good laugh about it, but no, Tennessee, no. Yeah, they looked. 
awful against Kentucky. Awful. Horrible. Yeah, I mean, I, I have no faith in them anymore. Tennessee listeners, I tried for you, okay? If you listen to the last two podcasts, I was there for you. I was I there for your improvement. I know. I, you know what, you guys? You, you fell off the rankings and you fell out of my heart. Oh, you were never in my heart, Tennessee fans. But yeah, Tennessee just not looking good. They're... Ugh. Jeremy Pruitt, I had so much faith in you, man. I praised you. I said you looked good against Georgia. What did you do? What did you do? You mm. lost to Kentucky. Speaking of Kentucky, mm. they're going to play Missouri. What do you think? Because I can tell you for the first time, shout out Daniel, I am picking Kentucky. I think they're going to beat Missouri, and I think they have a shot of getting um, ranked. I really do. I'm pulling for him. Let's look at that game. Let's look at that game. If, if it wasn't clear, we're both picking Alabama, obviously. Um, and just while we're going to the Kentucky game, Alabama looks really good. I think this week is going to be just more improvement of that. Um, I think it's going to be a good win. I think Max can have four touchdown oh now he says that y'all y'all remember last time he's like oh he's gonna have three uh, I'm, uh, okay i'm sorry for not calling four touchdowns against the best defense in the sec oh uh, well i'm sorry you don't have more faith in our quarterback i d- i said that Ma- <laughs> mm, i said mac was gonna have three touchdowns and now she was gonna have two mac had four now she had one okay you, know what? you should just it's let not it go. that i didn't have faith in the team or the quarterback because i love mac jones and he's gonna win the heisman I was just trying to get some, Najee some touches here and there. Okay. All right. I was just trying to be fair. Sure. Anyway, Kentucky. You picking them? Missouri. In Columbia, Missouri. <gasps> You're going to pick against them, aren't you? <sighs> no, I'm going to stick with my man, Daniel Coy. Oh, he'll Kentucky. love to hear it. Kentucky, Kentucky. I listen. We talked. To, I talked to Daniel on Saturday morning. And he asked me if I thought Kentucky was going to win. And yes, on the podcast, I said no on Sunday. But after watching game day, seeing what was going on, I just said, you know what? Yeah, I, I, I like you guys. Um, I, I think you at least will cover the spread. So yeah, I, I think I, I think you guys are going to do well. And sure enough, they won. So. I won't. I won't make that early mistake this week. Nope, I'm not either. I'll. T- I'll take Kentucky. I'm. Yep, I'm taking Kentucky from here on out because I never heard the end of the Tennessee um, win, and I will. I'll, I'll keep not hearing the end of it. So we're yeah, going Kentucky. Taking Kentucky from here on out. Yes. Not a good idea though. <laughs> um. <laughs> we'll worry about that the next week. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, uh, just to go back to Alabama, big win this week, and we got to play Tennessee. I hate Tennessee. Hate their colors. Y'all know the drill. Right. We will not. What will we not wear? That gaudy orange. Absolutely. Absolutely not. Uh, but just looking ahead to set the scene for you, Alabama has just beaten the number three team, Georgia. They have cemented themselves through the hardest part of their schedule, I believe. Uh, beating Texas A&M, beating Georgia this week with Tennessee. Going forward, Halloween night, Mississippi State in Brian Denny, 6 p.m. Central Time. Got a bye week. Then we go to LSU. Oh, I'm excited for that. I can't wait to beat them. They, oh, this, we need to beat them. I mean, I've been waiting for this one. I almost want to go. I am. I don't even care if I get in the stadium. I want to go. I'm going. I have to. I got to be in that state. No, I want to be celebrating. 
at their place like they did last year. Yes. I was so frustrated by that. No, we had way too many LSU people here last year, and they won, and we were like, this is not okay. So we're back for redemption, let me just say. (laughs) After LSU, Alabama's got Kentucky. Taylor's probably going to take Kentucky. No, I Then we have the Iron Bowl. You know, just just going by Auburn uh, recently. I'm not. I don't want to jinx anything when it comes to Auburn, Alabama. You know, sometimes anything can happen. But <laughs> I'm not too worried right now. Let me just say. We'll get to it when we come. We don't want to yeah. get too far ahead, but we're just giving you a look into the schedule. And then we have Arkansas this December fifth. Um, and then hopefully the SEC championship. Hopefully the playoffs. Hopefully. That's Listen, I don't want to jinx see. us. J- What's well, not jinxing us? That's just saying that we're gonna go instead of being like. Well, we are gonna be, go. Be but glass I'm, half full, not glass half empty. I'm not glass half empty. I'm not. I think we're gonna go there, but I say hope because you never know. And I don't, don't want to like. I don't like the way you're wording this. Okay, fine. We're gonna win the national championship. Thank Isn't you. Better? That's all I wanted better. to hear. Okay. All right. Uh, speaking of that, since it is week four, let's hear your playoff predictions. Just, just quick before we go, just. Off the bat, who do you think is going to be four in? Doesn't have to be seated. I just want four teams right now. Your opinion? Four teams. Four teams go to the playoffs right now. Clemson. Yep. Alabama. Okay. Georgia. Okay. Ohio State. Well, folks, there was not much of a debate there because that was mine <laughs> too. So, yeah, listen, I think all four teams—they're the best. There's, there's a second tier, and obviously, we'll see with the Big Ten. Right. And, you know, Georgia's not out of the woods yet. They still got to play Florida. That is very true. Florida's a good team. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it's getting interesting. Big Ten is back. Alabama's rolling. We're just, you know, here we go. Let's just keep going into week five. I'm, I'm ready for it. I'm ready to go. Roll Tide. Let's do this. Roll Tide to that. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll be back next week with 4th and Gold Podcast. See you later.